T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. All right. They say there are lies, there's darn lies, and then there's statistics. With statistics, you can say anything you want. I'm going to give you an example of that. Okay. How I present this story has everything to do with what your thoughts are about the situation. For example, in the news today, mm-hmm. it says that for the first time ever, women only do... 49% of the housework. So you could listen to that and think, oh my God, we have crossed the line. Men are doing more housework than women, and it's finally shifted, and the women are doing less than the men. Because mm-hmm. you would at, think, oh, 51% <laughs> of this has been done by the men. Not in my house. This is not happening. Okay. Well, you're single. <laughs> well, sometimes kids help out, too. Well, there's so, more to the story, yeah. because men do 21% of the housework. Yay! Oh, it's wow. positive. Which means some <laughs> of it's just not getting done, or someone else is doing it. But clearly, the 49% sounded like one thing, but it really is the lion's share. So that's what, about 75 percent of the housework um roughly roughly so i mean there's some things you don't need to do much right, of like agree. you know dusting, dusting vacuum and <laughs> windows windows cleaning in the bathroom I mean, i've never done windows Have i've you, lived there a long time you know what windows are so such a hard chore is that even the companies or the cleaners or the housemaids that come to your house they won't even do them yeah. They don't. We don't do windows. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, who's gonna do them then? <laughs> there are window people. My wife hires them every three or four years. We pay like 150 bucks to get all our windows clean. You know what I did notice is that you said like, uh, what was it? 49 percent of only, only 49 percent of the women. Like you used the word only. Well, I, I said they only, they only do 49 percent of the housework. Yeah, but so that makes it sound like they're doing less than 50. So therefore, the men must be doing 50 or more. Yeah, but I made that a lie out of statistics. If you said only 22 percent of men, it just made the the word only makes it look bad. Okay, because like like everybody's not doing it. <laughs> only this amount of people's well, doing it. I was going with the 49 percent because it sounded like less than half the work was being done by the women. So you assume the men were doing more than half. All this right. is more math than I was prepared to do. It's not much. It's more than I was prepared to do. Okay, <laughs> just like your windows. Well, then <laughs> I will that. try to leave the statistics out of the rest of it. About four out of ten, or two out of five. Employed Americans do some or all of their work at home, so we're starting to do more home work from home than we used Don't to. Don't mention homework. 
Well, that's <laughs> different. Isn't that weird if you call it homework? I don't want to do it. I, yeah, no. But if I have work I need to do at home, yeah. I'll get it done. Yeah. Now, for what it's worth, men work more hours at work than women, 8.4 hours per day versus 7.8 hours for women. So the men are maybe going to work at least a little more than the women. Now, I know there's some households where it is not that way. Right. But uh, overall averages, the men are maybe doing a little more of the – so that's why they get the break on – the huge break on housework that they get <laughs> from 22% to 49 so that doesn't really add up fair. Uh, let's move on then. <laughs> and they say on an average day, nearly everyone, 96% of us, do some sort of leisure or sport activity like TV watching, socializing, or exercising. Uh, so we live in a blessed country. Yeah, who has time to do housework? We yeah. have to catch up on our Netflix and our TikToks. Mm-hmm. You said 90% of the day we're doing that. 96% of us are uh, enjoying yeah. leisure at some point. Uh, for me, 90%, okay, 90% of my days. Okay, you are an outlier there. <laughs> yeah, net, Netflix. That's good for you. Uh, and they say adults living with children under six spend an average of two hours a day providing child care, which means, I guess, for 22 hours of the day, they're not. That's not a good statistic. I don't know. Yeah. Well, but that's where the Internet and all those other nannies come to play. You got daycare during the day. You got iPad in the afternoon. And then you spend a little time with them, maybe reading them a story before bedtime and you're good. What is the most satisfying chore that you do around the house? Like when it comes to house cleaning? I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound crazy, but vacuuming. There's something satisfying about that when you suck up all that stuff that's on the floor, and you hear it it going down the little It's the the lines in the carpet for me. See, and you were talking about windows. I cleaned mine for the first time ever. And it was disgusting, but it was so satisfying. That's not satisfying. It was, no. too. Looking at that rat, mm-hmm. I'm like, ew. No, yes. no it's yeah. not. Because, How can you say that? Because the streaks, and you're sitting there, and you're looking, oh, man, you can never get the window clean enough. You just got to put a little elbow grease. No. So we actually had a problem before the cleaners came out, and I'm a little disappointed. I wanted to not do this one window because a bird had flown into it. Ugh. And I took pictures of it. I don't think it died or anything, but it had this wing hit with all the wings spread out, and I swear to God, the bird's face looked surprised. Oh, what? <laughs> no. I, I need to send you the picture because I think we could post it if I still got on my phone. But you could see a look on his, like, where his face hit the window. He looked very surprised. <laughs> I, I ran into my friend's uh, glass door that Same way. Same thing? Yeah. yeah. You see my face print, everything. You got a picture of that? No. I was glad it didn't break. Yeah. I hit that thing hard. That's, That's how I felt about this. I was like, thank God that didn't just come in our wind- living room. You know, I see why some, like, parents, they'll put the little stickers on their glass doors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can see it. Yep. I, my friend didn't have that up. Yeah. Do you ever have, a fl- uh, like, a bird fly into your house? Oh, yeah, on my yeah. window recently. Uh-uh. In, in the house. Oh, in the house. Yeah, in the house. I had a bird last year in the house. It took me about two hours to get that thing out. That's ugly. I had one get in my garage, and there was, like, blood on the ceiling where it would hit its head over and over. Yeah. Trying, it was like it, it got that. scared, and it started running, and I, I finally quit trying to chase it out because I felt like I was doing more harm than good. I had, a, I had a cat get in my house. You ever get a deer come into your house? No. I'm yeah. coming to live with y'all. Y'all are like Snow White. I never get random animals in my house. That cat scared the crap out of me. <laughs> I get mostly bugs. Yeah. Oh. I got a wolf spider last week. That was terrifying. Well, you don't have to worry about bugs. It's more of a grr. It's a wolf. They growl. <laughs> 
okay, we've gotten stupid now. Yeah. And we do that every time. I know, we but we got there so quickly this Somebody time. Somebody turn our faucets off, our idiot faucets <laughs> off. <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, there is something more difficult to talk about your kids, to talk about with your kids than the birds and the bees. And they do say, and I thought this very interesting, uh, according to experts, parents um, would avoid a lot of problems down the road if they would have the birds and the bees talk with their kids as they go along with their parenting and child rearing as early as 5 to 11. Now, I don't know, Tom, you're overly, overly informative when it comes to, you know, teaching your kids stuff. And I think that's actually good. Well, my kids have asked me to slow down a little <laughs> I've apparently gotten too advanced for him. I don't want to hear that, Daddy. My daughter wants nothing to do with it, especially not from me. My son is a little more open to it, but his eyes start to glaze over when I go too long. I think it's very funny that over the years, too, you have used that as a form of punishment. Like if, uh, you know, they get in trouble, you're like you threaten to kiss your wife in front of them. Well, yeah, that's mm-hmm. not the same as a birds and the bees talk, well, though. I know, I know. But, but I mean, I have threatened to give them long lectures before. Because my daughter will even say, my wife will say, well, your dad's going to want to talk to you about this. And she's like, oh, no, no, Mom. Yeah. It'll be 30 <laughs> minutes. And, but a lot of times, you know, if parents are afraid to talk to their kids about certain issues. Uh, smoking is one of them. Uh, drugs, alcohol. I don't understand why. I know. It's I know. very easy for me to talk about those things. Yeah. I, mean, I just... I go straight forward with it. Yeah. And I lie a lot about what I did and didn't do. <laughs> yeah, but you don't do you do that when they call you out? Well, what'd you do, Daddy? Uh, you yeah. know, the only place I've started to back off from the lies mm-hmm. is I, there's places where you don't want them to feel like they have to live up to some unreasonable thing that you didn't live up to. Like, I don't want them to think I was perfect, and if they ever mess up that they've just failed. Yeah. But you also don't want to give them such an open leash that they feel like they can go just do everything at 15 years old, too. Right. Well, what's that one thing parents are avoiding, as far as the subjects go, is weight. Weight. Mm-hmm. How much weight, you know, <laughs> being overweight. Huh. My know. wife gets mad at me when I say anything about that to my kids. But I know parents who tell tell their kids you ain't getting no chicken nuggets because you look at you i mean just yeah. they're just blunt with them but right. i also had a friend that said she couldn't understand why her kids were gaining weight and she's cooking frying something on the stove two sticks <laughs> of butter and has every flavor of soft drink in her fridge and i'm like that's why i think it's a lifestyle thing for sure you might not want to go no you're not going to eat that because you're chubby but you can say hey let's go outside and play let's eat broccoli instead of this I oh. mean, if it's a family thing and <laughs> yeah. you're all doing it you say that to you kid. let's eat broccoli instead of <laughs> snickers bar <laughs> what's wrong with that <laughs> when i was growing up your parents didn't have to have the conversation because i wore husky jeans oh, oh. i knew then yeah, yeah they, they said it in the name yeah. <laughs> and everybody knew it behind me and who that, thought of that name thinking this would be good for the kid's self-esteem some fat <laughs> kid with no self-esteem they didn't do it for their self-esteem they did it to try to get them to eat less well parents say they are uncomfortable talking about the risk of being overweight with their kids and the reason why is because they feel like hypocrites <laughs> it's pretty hard to talk to your little one about staying in shape when you're packing on the pounds yourself. See, I have no problem with that. I've used myself as an example. You don't want to turn out like that. I'm like this. I used to be like you. I used to be thin, and look what happened. Yeah, that's true. I see your son, and it's like looking at you 20 years ago because you were that thin. I you was. were so skinny when you were in high school. And then to see your son, he's about the same size as you were. I'm like, you won't be fat one day, too. <laughs> I'm surprised that you have gotten that big. Me too. Oh, 
but with, it's with not the, how skinny you were. It's not fair how metabolism works. Because it's not. In my 20s, I could eat a whole pizza by myself, go straight to sleep, wake up the next day, and I was skinny. Now, if I sniff a cinnamon bun, I am gaining five pounds. Wow. I'm going to oh, try that. Sniffing a cinnamon bun. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I didn't change anything. I didn't suddenly turn into a big obese slug because I ate more. I've been eating the same amount all along. It's my body that's the one that turned on me. <laughs> okay. You probably used to get out and about more when you were younger. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, don't, I used he, to go he, check the mail. Honestly, he's always been one to sit on his computer all day long. But uh, a lot of the parents say they feel like a hypocrite. They say because until your child is a teenager, the parent is the one who provides 90% of the food consumption by the child or provides the food in the house. I still so. think there's so much at play because I ate horribly as a kid. And my whatever blessed me with metabolism back then, I, did, I didn't get fat. But you right. see some kids who are they, fat bigger. and chunky yeah. even at a young age, and you're just like, oh, what's because of this food? But... I would, didn't have that problem, so metabolism is a factor. Well, how do you do that? How do you talk to your kid? What if your kid's saying, you know, I feel fat, or I feel, you know, I, I, I want to lose weight, or other kids might call them fat. Now, I, and I've heard, seen kids call other kids fat that are fatter than them. Hmm. And I'm like, really? That kid's bigger than you. Yeah. That happened to my niece. She is a string bean, and some little boy was calling her fat. I'm like, are you kidding me? She's the size of a tiny pole. A what? Pole. A, a tiny pole. pole? Yeah, a tiny pole. Well, and they say parents, uh, teasing your kid about their weight can cause serious effects. And even <laughs> other kids, if you know that your kid might be picking on a kid about their weight, it causes serious effects on how preteens perceive their own bodies and can cause health and emotional issues. So even, you know, if it's in elementary school and the kids are picking on other kids for being bigger or whatever. When I was a kid and we got teased and they made fun of us and it hurt our social or our, our image to ourselves or whatever you said, yeah, our parents just said it was like a skinned knee. They were like, walk it off. Mm-hmm. And then we went ahead and walked off our rest of our lives with some kind of scar on our psyche. Well, that's good that you so walked it off. So now kids are all like, oh, I got to fix this. I got to fix my skin to psyche. Actually, you lose some weight by walking it off. Oh, that doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you should tease your kids about it. No. Uh, well, if you, you want to talk to them, you want to talk to them straight up. You said you, your wife gets upset. Oh. Do you, how do you talk to them when you talk to them about their weight? Oh, yeah. I don't tease them. I'll be like, you don't want to eat that because you'll get fat, and then you won't be able to attract a good mate. But oh, Wow. This is the animal planet. Kind of. <laughs> if you look around sometimes. No, but I'm just, I was like, hey, listen, you, I'm joking about that part. But you, I will tell them, look at me now. If you start now, you're going to have even that much more trouble later. Do your kids eat healthy? Um, I don't. I don't think they eat horribly, but they don't eat healthy either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not doing chicken nuggets every meal. It's probably every other meal. Okay. <laughs> All right. Not so bad. My daughter's pretty adventurous. She'll eat, actually my son too, they'll eat sushi, um, but they'll also eat chicken nuggets. So it's a little bit of both. Well, who won't? I well, know, right? Another thing that uh, parents don't like to talk about, financial things with kids. And I think that's also, I mean, that's the time to do it. You know, you don't want yeah. them to be 18 or 19 going, okay, let me try this now. I've not had any coaching on my... Yeah. Yeah. That's another one I don't understand why it's difficult. I have no trouble talking money with my kids. Well, a lot of parents probably don't know themselves. Now, that I may mean, be true. a parent that's highly in debt because they've just made poor choices... Yeah, and spending money, or maybe don't. never had any education on it to begin with. Yeah. And if you're still training your teenager about potty training, you're doing it wrong. 
Huh? Potty training. Oh, you're a teenager. <laughs> yeah, you're a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I worry that Hawk's talking from real life there? If you're sitting there clapping every time they go. Wow. <laughs> what if you were an adult and people did that? Like all your coworkers coming like, yeah, he did it. Yeah. <laughs> My wife and I actually do that. Sometimes we'll get on one of these kicks where she'll be like, I've been a whole week. And then when she finally does, I'm like, yay, honey. Does the whole family get involved? <laughs> no, just me and her. Oh, okay. That's private. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. All right, just gave away some tickets to see the weekend, and we have more to give away tomorrow here on the Hawk and Tom Show. All right, I've got a couple of stories I want to share with you that are in the news today. May not deserve their own whole topic, but we'll just run through them real quick. Get your uh, thoughts and opinions. All right. All right, first thing I saw that was interesting is there's a guy, and they made a news story out of this because he had his store club card ID number, Mm -hmm. like your... um, rewards ID number or like to get into Costco or Sam's? Yeah, I still use some cards and apps at other places. So I don't have all the apps yet. Yeah, and now Sam's don't even give you a card. Everything is on their app. I still okay. got a Sam's card right here. Yeah, I still use it. I just got one, and I, they no longer do the cards for new members, I guess. I got to flash it still. Do you? Well, when I walk in, I'm, I, never, I flash in my card. I've never seen anybody standing there when I walk in. Yeah. Mm, that's interesting because Costco, okay. you do, and I use my app more yeah. than I use my card now. Yeah. Well, my mom both. wanted a card because she doesn't understand a lot of apps. Mm-hmm. Same. But, yeah, but I mean, it's easy. I do the. I don't even have to check well, out. It's so confusing because you got your apps, you can flash them. You got your card, you can flash yeah. them. They'll ask for your phone number now. You got but you got to be in the club. All right. Well, this is even dumber because. This guy doesn't want a card. He just had it tattooed on his arm. Well, that's one way to do it. Now, there's a lot of reasons I find that dumb. <laughs> yeah. First of all, as you just mentioned, they're moving towards the app more and more. Right? So you yeah. may not even need a card or an arm to get in. And I've had situations where it's changed the number sometimes. Like they changed my number or well, they redid their system with a new set and they gave me a new card with a different right. thing. Yeah, you got to get a, update your card. So you're going to have to update his tattoo. I'll be honest. I mean, tattoo wouldn't be a bad idea because it'd be better sometimes than trying to remember my own phone number. You ever get that where it's like, man, what is my phone number? I'm not... Because everybody's phone, I don't know anybody's phone numbers anymore, not even my own. I've had the same number since ninth grade. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'll just tattoo it, though. Here you go, and just, you, beeps, you just you put that over the little scanner, and you go, beep. Well, I don't understand either. How many does he end up having to do? Because I've got one for CVS. Well, that's true. I've got one for Sam's and Costco. He's inking that whole arm, Tom. Yeah, that's going to be a sleeve. Especially if that number is as long as a CVS receipt. You well, have to it's, start at the shoulder. it's yeah. not. It's just one of those codes. Now, another unusual story today was in Poland, a scientific institute has classified a species as an invasive alien species. I don't know if you've ever seen this before. Like in Florida, there is some kind of a tree that looks a lot like a holly tree, but it's something else. And they've said, oh, this is an invasive species. Here in South Carolina, kudzu is a great example of oh, an invasive yeah. species. It's so pretty. I know, yeah, right? It, it yeah. makes the light poles look so nice. Yeah. Power lines. It's wrapped around my trees. Yeah, but <laughs> it, it covers up a lot of litter sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But they are, there's different things that are invasive species, and they basically come in and do better than the original species. And for whatever reason, scientists think that's bad. As a, yeah. Instead of survival of the fittest or evolution, this is invasive species. So in Poland, the invasive species that they have categorized... Let me guess, a mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> sausage, sausage. <laughs> are cats. 
Cats. Oh. They, oh, yeah. d- they yeah, say okay. this because of the disruption to the animal life around the area. Small animals, birds, all of that are affected. Mm-hmm. So they uh, say it causes damages to birds and wildlife, and they have classified cats as an invasive species. And so usually what they do with that is they'll bring in a predator species, and then that one will become invasive, and it's just cyclical at that point. Well, I guess they'll bring in dogs. And then go after the dogs. cats, and then what? Well, we'll go after the dogs, bears, maybe. I don't know, coyotes. This is not good and good for us. At some point, we're going to be in the list of things <laughs> that are getting haunted. All right. <laughs> I always thought the humans were aliens, anyway. We Just are. all you got to do is go to Facebook. I <laughs> <laughs> hurt my brain. Uh, and finally. Oh. We have so many issues now with staffing problems that they can't get enough good quality people to work. Unemployment's at record lows, so we're getting people that shouldn't be working. working. And it's affecting things like restaurants, fast food, horrible right now, hard yeah. to get anything right. And airlines are suffering. You may have seen about a lot of people say, you're going to lose your luggage if you check anything. Well, it has gotten so bad that it is an official problem now that airlines are losing luggage at remarkable and unex- previously unexperienced rates. Uh, people, especially if they go country to country, they'll find out their baggage is still in the other country and it never gets home. Uh, and it's kind of out of hand right now if you're traveling. I just expect it anymore. <laughs> well, the bad thing is they charge you for checked baggage now. Yeah. Yes. And then they're going to lose it too. Well, you know, I just plan that in my trip, my trip hours. I'll be another couple hours here at the airport trying to figure out where my luggage is. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned that it's just easier to do a carry on. I mean, that's just, yeah. tough when you're going to Europe for a week. Oh, you can. I went to the Vir- Virgin Islands for a week, and I had a carry on. Wow. And uh, you know, you get a carry on plus a little duffel bag. So I, I roll my clothes. I get enough in there. Plus, we're in St. John. I mean, I wore a swimsuit the whole time. Exactly. But if you're going to Paris or something, you got to wear regular clothes. I, I don't know, but I like it. And the fact is, um, we flew American Airlines. Everything's my boarding pass and everything. I didn't have to stand in line at the counters, which were like hours long for people to wait to check their bags. Yeah, my carry-on's huge. It's my emotional support carry-on is what I call it. <laughs> it's, got, it's got its own seat. Yeah. yeah. That would actually be cool. <laughs> to just be. put that on your bags and put like that little uh, patch, the embroidered patch. Yeah. Emotional support <laughs> luggage. <laughs> <laughs> Worth a try. You might get a whole seat out of it. That's true. And some of the things you can do is like people say wear your clothes, like wear Six layers of shirts, three layer of pants, oh, yeah. four layer of underwear, yeah. all on the plane, and it'll keep you from having to check your bag. I too. get sweaty if I have a long sleeve shirt on. Oh, I get cold on the plane. Yeah. Mm. Kato's that big guy in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> he's taking up your room, too, but he's, oh, it's just no. clothes he's got on. <laughs> I just steal and wear the blanket for the whole trip from the plane. Oh. I just wrap it around me and then wear it all week. There you go. Toga party with Tom. (laughs) I'm going to Rome, so why not? (laughs) All right. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, if you're about to have a wedding or know somebody that's about to have a wedding, I have things wedding guests totally hate. I thought Cato was going to jump in and say, don't. I was going to, but I, you know, I sound just, I say that all the time. I'm going to be positive. But what we hate are going to weddings. Well, a lot of, uh, you know, and that's a lot of our group therapies are about weddings and stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. So here's the things that wedding guests totally hate, having to pay for drinks. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they're bringing gifts and they've done all that stuff. They're hoping to get a couple of drinks. Mm. At least give them two free ones. Well, the option is no drinks. Um, would you even want to go to a wedding? Maybe you can get those little tickets. Just hand them out two tickets per person. <laughs> Did I give you guys free drinks? Uh, you had barbecue in the backyard. Yeah, I don't remember because my parents are kind of... No. I'm sorry. You had one <laughs> bottle of champagne between you and your family. That's we all right. had sweet tea. <laughs> I apologize. Although... Yeah. I will say good barbecue, and you did let me go steal a beer out of the fridge. That's right, because we were at my in-laws' house, and there was beer in there. But you had to know the bride or the groom to get that. Here's the thing. I was young, and my parents, and it was like I didn't want to upset them. If it was now, I would be like, yeah, there's going to be alcohol. Well, I got married years ago, and we didn't have any alcohol. Because of parents. But, yeah, because, yeah, that's the only reason I got married, because of our parents. Oh, wow. All right, next thing, things the wedding guests totally hate, a reception that takes place after the ceremony. Or takes place hours after the oh, show. I was going to say. So uh, basically, they might be taking a pictures after the wedding, and all of a sudden, you got to go wait at the reception for a couple hours before mm. the groom and the bride gets there. Which is fine as long as there's food and drinks. <laughs> Alcohol. Exactly. Again. But a lot of times, you're having to wait for the bride and groom before they start serving dinner. So yeah, I don't like that. I think you should just do the pictures, like get the well, reception going, sneak off. And do the pictures, but that was just an, that was just an example. I'm like, but, but it happens. But then a lot of times, you know, they stay somewhere. I don't know where they go. They go back to the green lounge or whatever, and hang out with the bride and groom yeah. because they got to make that big appearance, right? Yeah, <laughs> at the reception. So they want the reception right after the wedding. Wow. Well, it's her day. Yeah, I and know. she'll do it how she wants. All right. Things wedding guests totally hate: too many long speeches. Yes. Hmm. Everyone on my husband's side wanted to give a speech, and I'm like, if y'all don't stop with this, because we're trying to dance and have fun, and then before you know it, they're like, excuse me, can I? I'm like, no, take the mic. <laughs> yeah, I know this guy. I'm the one that married him. I really know, and you can't say all It's kind of like a funeral. They're saying all this great stuff about you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know the truth. Yeah, you know the truth about that person. I did oh, yeah. not do any of that. Yeah. Well, I didn't have any long speeches. All right. Uh, uh-huh. Things wedding guests totally hate being forced to participate. And when they say that, it's like in dances and line dances and stuff like that. Come on to the dance floor. You know, <laughs> let's all do the chicken dance and I, you got to participate. I thought you were talking about the groom. No, <laughs> no. Well, you know what? I am single, and if I do go to weddings and they do the garter toss, yeah, yeah, and my friends are going, "Get up there, you're Get single." Fair, I'm yeah. like, I do not want the garter. I don't want <laughs> well, it. I have garters at home from other weddings. I don't need another one to add to my collection. I get in trouble because I'm like, I'll help you get that thing out if you need me to. <laughs> oh, Truth is, it's probably sweaty. She's in that heavy yeah. dress all day. It's a thousand degrees outside. You say that you like it? it's a bad thing. Oh. All right. Things that wedding guests totally hate. Couples who spend more on decor than on the guest's good time. The guest's good time. The guest's good time. <laughs> um, like, like, yeah. So, so, like, you plan your reception. It's like they're going to make, they're going to dress up with all the flowers and stuff for their beautiful pictures and stuff. But the guests get, you know, a, a tuna fish sandwich and a glass of tea. Yeah, we kind of get it. I mean, yeah, I would rather see them use some kind of leftover stuff and give me some good food. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, not all of them serve meals. They have little finger foods, you know, oh, little snacks. That I feel don't pretty count. proud of my Sonny's barbecue then. <laughs> I think they waste a lot of money on the cake. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, well, it's it's expensive. We did Publix. That was as cheap as see, we could reasonably go. I think you have a small cake for the bride and groom to do the cutting, and then you have cupcakes or something Boy. for the guests. Everybody's got their opinion. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Some of them stink. And they, they do say limited <laughs> foods, too. You only got the little tray of, the, you know, or maybe... Uh, oh, we had pork and beef. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but, yeah, or you got, like, those, what, the little salad, you know... Can't think of it now. Bowls. Well, you know, like bars, veggie dips. Yeah, like veggie veggies, dips. Yeah, cut up veggies and <laughs> give me something that uh, a you charcuterie know. board. That's what you're talking about. I guess well, so. those are good, but he's talking about the little veggie platter. Yeah, oh. uh, having to wait in line for anything. Guests don't want to do that, except that one line where you shake everyone's hand. Or you go down and you're like... Where you kiss the bride or whatever? I don't know, but you're like telling the great-grandfather, good job. And I then you go to the funeral next... where you're like... Oh, you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> I get them mixed up. Yeah. Sorry for your loss. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are just a few things uh, that people hate or the guests hate about your wedding. Oh. Yeah, and I hate whenever they have a wedding and there's no fights. Oh. Because I like a good bridesmaid fight. You know, maybe well, with the white, with the bride herself. Well, with the bouquet, I like the bru- the bouquet fight. Those are good too. Uh, yeah, with, the, with the bouquet gets all tore up because she's smacking her over the head with it, and you're like, <laughs> she's not getting married at this one either. No, that's <laughs> where they all tackle each other like a big football game. Oh, in their dresses. In their dresses, yeah. Ugly dresses. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. All right, I should have ended this about two minutes ago. Yeah. All right. Well, now you know if you're having a wedding, pass that along, okay? It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.